You are listening to the Hope Church Weekly Message Podcast. Hope Church is located in Cleaver, Texas and meets on Sundays. Pastor Todd and the preaching team desire for this message to bring life in a dark world. For more information about Hope Church, visit HopeChurchCleaver.com. You know, throughout my life, I have some, some great memories. And some of the greatest memories that I have, of course, before I met my beautiful wife and had my wonderful kids, uh, was some mission trips that I took with a bunch of ragtag older men uh, to Wisconsin. Now, many people say, why would you go to Wisconsin? Uh, of course, none of my Green Bay Packer fans are here today. But, but why would you go to, to Wisconsin? Are you a Packers fan? Because people need to get saved in Wisconsin. I mean, they root for the Packers. What? I mean, don't you? But actually, uh, the, the further north you go in the United States, the more people don't know Jesus. Uh, and so I had the, the privilege and the opportunity to give up. It seemed like, how many summers in a row did we do that, Dad? Like eight, nine? Nine summers in a row. We gave up a week's vacation and went and did manual labor to help build a church. Why? Because we love doing it. We spent our vacation time going and investing in other people's lives, some people's lives that we never even got to meet. But I know that just like we had this Meridian story, there's a story attached to every one of those churches. But why did I do it? I did it because it brought me joy. I did it because we had a good time doing it. It was a group of guys that got together to serve the Lord. Now, did we cut up? Sure. Do I have some stories of playing practical jokes on people? Maybe. (laughs) In fact, there was one story, since we're not on the live feed, there was a guy who, who every day wore overalls, okay, every day. So one day we were messing with him, me and another fellow youth friend of mine, he was standing in line for lunch because these churches, every time we'd work, they'd serve us breakfast, lunch, and dinner. We'd actually gain weight even though we were working nonstop the whole time we were there. So we thought we'd give this guy a hard time. And so me and this other guy grabbed one side of the overalls each and lifted him straight off the ground. I don't, I'm sure I don't have to explain what that does to you, uh, but, but he was so mad at us. <laughs> and that's just one of many different things that we, uh, one of the older men, one of the older men once asked, we were going to Wendy's and, and we said, we're going to get Frosties. He goes, I want a vanilla Frosty. That was actually before they even had vanilla Frosties. Now I joke with this guy every time I see him. I said that Wendy's heard you. They now have vanilla Frosties just for you. But this is a great time. In fact, all of these men that I got to spend time investing in in other people's lives actually came and invested in you. They actually came and helped build the the kids building in the very back. They actually came and helped us get in when we didn't necessarily have money to pay for construction. They even invested in your life. So what I'm saying to you is this. When we serve the Lord, we find joy. When we serve the Lord, that is the greatest moments of joy in our life. Now, it's counterintuitive. We think that we find joy when we take in things. But the way God works is we find joy when we give him 
things. That's how the kingdom of God works. So if you have your Bibles, grab them. You can go to Acts chapter 13, starting in verse 49. If you don't have a Bible, would like a Bible, there's a black hardback Bible in the, in the, in the I was going to say pew, but it's a chair in front of you. Uh, it's on page 868, uh, and you can follow along with me. So I looked, up some, uh, I, look, I looked up some statistics. It's not necessarily statistics, but the uh, World Happiness Report. I looked that up. I Googled world happiness. And, and this company did a, a, a study on the world happiness. And do you know where America ranked in countries as far as happiness goes? We are 19th as far as world countries go. Do you know what countries are ahead of us? Germany. Two world wars. They're still happier than us. UK. Destroyed by a world war. But still happier than us. We have better teeth than they do, but still they are happier than us. <laughs> Come on. That was a funny joke. You can't, I worked hard on that, man. <laughs> We're 19th. We live in one of the greatest nations. We have freedom. In fact, there's nations that don't have freedom that are on this list. But we are not happy. Why? Because we're jaded. The Barna Group, they're, they're probably the leading research uh, group as far as the church goes. The Barna Group says that only 18% of the people that attend church do anything in the church. 18%. So we average about, I was, I was doing the, uh, the averages in my head. We average about 300. So... We, Grant and I figured it's about 55 people that we have that, that serve in any given, it, that do anything, that lift a finger, 18% of the people. Guys, I'm here to tell you, that's not good enough. And the reason why we're so sad, the reason why we don't have any joy is because we don't give of ourself. Because if we make our whole world about us, which is what America is, then we forget the joy we find when we serve the Lord. So Acts chapter 13, verse 49. Let's see what the disciples did and how they found happiness. And the word of the Lord was spreading throughout the whole region, but the Jews incited the devout women of high standing and the leading men of the city stirred up persecution against Paul and Barnabas and drove them out of their district. But they shook off the dust from their feet against them and went to Iconium. 52. And the disciples were filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit. So they served the Lord. They were spreading the gospel and they were being persecuted because of it. And that's when they found joy. And we complain when McDonald's gives our hamburger wrong. Sorry, Mo. <laughs> Sorry, because McDonald's got my breakfast wrong this morning. It's okay. No pickles, though. And so, today what I want to say to you is this. We, found, we find joy when we serve the Lord. We find joy when we serve the Lord. Now, a good preacher gives you three points. Today, I'm going to be a great preacher because I got four points for you. So, I got to roll fast. So, y'all stick with me. Point number one. Serving allows us to experience the joy and peace that comes from obedience. 
Everybody hates that word. Everybody hates the word obedience. First Peter 4, 10 through 11 says, as each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. Whoever speaks as one who speaks oracles of God, whoever serves as one who serves by the strength that God supplies in order that in everything God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. To him belong glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Serving is a form of worship. It's a way that we get to express our gratitude for what God did for us. You know, growing up, there were a lot of things that I didn't think about in my life. Number one, when I woke up on Sunday morning, unless I was dead, I was going to church. So I'm, I'm alive, and, and so I'm here at church today. In fact, as a pastor, when I'm on vacation, because it's good for me sometimes to get away from here and rest, I wake up at the same time on Sunday morning and go, we ready to go? Like my body literally gets up going, okay, where's my guitar? I got to play. Let's go. Come on. But growing up, there were two things that I knew. One, I was going to get up and go to church. Number two, I had something to do when I got there. I wasn't just going to get up and sit in the pew. We had pews back then. They were very uncomfortable. Don't ever complain about your chairs because my butt would literally go to sleep during church because my pastor preached for 45 minutes and you complain about my 25. Anyway, I'm not bitter at all. God's working on my heart. But what I'm saying to you is in my, in my older years, I used my musical abilities on Sunday, I would play both services. And when we had a special day, I would play all three services. On Wednesday, I would lead the youth band. And I never went, you know, Lord, I'm just burnt out on serving you. No, what did I do? I found joy. Because it's not about me. It's about what God does. And it's what God is doing through me. If you are truly serving the Lord in the right reasons, you won't get burnt out. Why? Because he gives you joy. If you want to find joy, you have to do something outside of yourself. Guys, I'm sorry. This is going to make you mad. Okay? Look at me right here. It's not all about you. It never has been. It never will be. And it's not going to be here. Why? Because it's about him. And whatever he asks us to do, we're going to do it, whether it makes us comfortable or not. Guys, I'm here to tell you, do I want to get up on a Sunday morning sometimes and preach three services? No. And now that we have a need in the band, Mo, this is no shot at you. I don't want to play three services and preach three services. I wake up Monday morning feeling like junk. But you know what? That's what the Lord's asked me to do. And I have joy because I do it. And he gives me the strength that I need to go on to the next day. I got to move fast. Number two. Serving helps us be more like Jesus. You know, it's funny. We, I hate the word Christian simply because really what we need to be called is Christ followers. And if we are called to be Christ followers, what was Jesus? He was the lead servant. He was the savior of the universe. He was God in flesh. But what did he do the whole time he was here? He washed people's feet. Matthew 
25, verse 40. And the king will answer them, truly I say to you, as you do it to one of the least of these, my brothers, you do it to me. What Jesus is saying is when you serve people that need it, you are serving me. Guys, if Jesus was sitting here in the sanctuary and it was your opportunity to serve him a meal, how, how stoked would you be? But what Jesus is saying to you is every week you come in here and you serve, you are serving the hands and feet of Jesus. And sometimes you never know. You never know what impact you get to have in people's lives. I love when I run into people and I, I've done a lot throughout the church. So I run into kids that are married and have kids now that I served when they were little kids. I used to serve in vacation Bible school. Okay, people, people often say, oh, I just hate serving with kids. Kids is the most rewarding. You know why? Because someday they'll come up to you in Walmart and they'll say, you know what? Pastor Todd, it's because of you that I serve in the church today. And I tell you what, no matter how hard it is, every bit of that is worth it. We shift our focus off ourselves onto, our, onto others through what? Through serving him. Burger King messed up this world. You know why Burger King messed up this world? Because they messed up everything? Yeah, that's one way. The other way is they say, have it your way. In the kingdom of God, there's nothing that's your way. It's his way. Tweet that book, okay? See, Grant, you're not the only one with made up Southern words. Tweet that booger right there, okay? Yeah! Go get my big truck and just peel out and do black dust everywhere. I think this is, uh, I think this is on the screen. In a world that tells you it's all about you, serving you, serving reminds you that it's all about him. In a world that tells you it's all about you, serving reminds you that it's all about him. Guys, we are, we're type of creatures that need to be reminded of things. How many of you have to set an alarm just to remember to take your medicine in the morning? How many of you have to set an alarm just to wake up every morning? Okay, the only thing we don't have to remember is to eat. Why? Because our stomach goes, Rawr. oh, I'm hungry. I guess I better eat. Right? And, and, and we have these pains and urges to go to the bathroom. Otherwise, we would never get rid of the waste that our body would need us to do. Why? Because God knows that we needed to be reminded of these things. So what I'm telling you is serving reminds you that it's not all about you. Because when we get into a cycle that it's all about us, what happens? We become complacent and we become selfish. And nobody likes a complacent or selfish person. Why? Because they are not productive. Man, haven't preached in three weeks and I'm just coming back so happy to be with you guys today. I thought, okay, when I went to pray for this message, I said, Lord, I got joy. This is going to be easy. And then he showed me this verse in Acts 13 and I went, ah, oh, dang it. It's not going to be fun at all. Point three, serving surrounds us with other Christians who can help us follow Jesus. Serving 
helps us surround ourselves with other Christians who help us follow Jesus. Hebrews 10, 24 through 25, let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together as is a habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. One of the awesome things about that, those Wisconsin mission trips is I got to learn how to do things. I was a young man and I had older men teaching me to be a man. A man knows how to hammer a nail into a board. A man knows how to cut a board. A man knows how to cut sheetrock. I did not know how to do any of those things before these gentlemen taught me how to do it. Now still, you probably don't want me to come over to your house and do it because that's not my expertise, but I do know how to do it. I'm just not very good, but just let me preach all day. Don't give me a board. I'm going to be straight. I'm telling you. But what I'm saying to you is this, God has given you the church to serve so that other followers of Jesus can teach you the ways of him. I love being on the worship team. Why? Because these guys push me to be better. If all I ever did was play the guitar in my room by myself, I would not get as good as I am by working with these people because they work hard to serve the Lord. It makes me a better musician. And when we serve around the church, we see how people are passionate about the Lord and it makes us a better follower of Christ. And so guys, what I'm saying to you, if you read the Bible, serving is not a question of if, it is a question of when. If you read the Bible, which I hope you do, if you don't, there's a black hardback Bible in the chair in front of you. Take it home, start in Mark and read it. But if you read the Bible, serving is not an option. It's not a question. It's a question of when. Jesus actually said, you will know my disciples by their what? Fruit, by what they produce. And if you're not working, you're not producing anything. So guys, what I'm saying to you is you're missing the whole thing, if all you do is come to this place every Sunday morning, sit here, listen to the awesome worship music, and listen to me tell some jokes. You're missing it, man. God has so much more for you. Some of the greatest spiritual moments of my lifetime have been not when I'm sitting where you are, but when I'm serving and worshiping the Lord. Number four, serving allows us to experience God's presence in a new way. Serving allows us to experience God's presence in a new way. John, John 12, 26, if anyone serves me, he must follow me. And where I am, there will my servant be also. If anyone serves me, the Father will honor them. Him. By serving in the church, we are building up the body of Christ. Now guys, many of you have been looking at this water hose the whole time. Wondering why the heck is there a water hose on stage? Now what are water hoses good for? They're good for watering, right? But here's the thing. We as followers of Christ take this water hose and go, water! Then we look back and go, why is there no water coming out of here? Water! Water! 
and there's no water coming out. Because we forget to do what? We forget to connect the water hose to the water source. Here's what serving does. Serving connects us to the water source. But when we plug into a faucet, when we plug into a faucet that's, that's right there on the exterior wall, is that the source of water? No. The water's actually down at the lake. But there's a whole series of pipes that leads the water to your water hose right here. That's the way the body of Christ works. There's a whole series of pipes that are connecting together so that when you plug into the source, water comes out the other end. And so guys, what I'm saying to you is when we don't serve, we're like a water hose that's not connected to the source. If a water hose is not connected to the source, what is it? Worthless. It doesn't do anything. So what I'm saying to you is be connected to your water source because we are nothing without God. And if we're not connected to him, we're not anything. Guys, if I got up here and tried to tell you my words, it would be useless. Connect to the water source. You are not good enough to do this on your own. You need him. That's all I needed it for. Just that part right there. <laughs> yeah. The guy, the guy I stole that from actually had it in a thing to where when he, when he, when he, they brought out a piece and he connected it to the, the little rolling thing. And then he went like this and the, the crowd went, ah, and he goes, see when it's actually connected, then you're worried something might come out of it. I'm like, Ooh, that's good. Right. That's good. I'm going to steal that. Right. The, the, way, the way us preachers do it, we have eyes, so we plagiarize, and we make it ourselves. and you're like, oh, that's amazing. I stole it from YouTube. It's fine. Um, so what I'm saying to you is we serve God because it's not about us, but we get to make it about him. We get the opportunity. Guys, you get to serve in the greatest organization that has ever been on this earth, the church. You get the opportunity to be a part of it. What are you waiting for? So what does this mean for us? What does this mean for you in your life today? Number one, <clears throat> you know, this is about joy. And this is the first question that God just really dropped into my head. And I'm like, really, do you want to put this in here? And he said, yeah, put it in there. So don't be mad at me, be at God, mad at God. One, why do you keep making excuses? The number one excuse I hear for people when they say they don't want to serve is, well, you know, I'm just not good enough. Good. You're not. So serve. One of the greatest things Satan likes to tell us is why we are not good enough to serve. Guys, Satan tells me every Sunday morning, you're not good enough to get up there and preach. Why are you doing that? Nobody's going to listen to you. You're a sham. So I know if, if Satan's telling me that every Sunday morning, I know he's telling you. Here's the thing. We aren't good enough to serve, but through Jesus' sacrifice on the cross, we get the opportunity to be a part of his kingdom. Number two, do you want God to move fully in your life? Guys, I'm telling you, if you want God to move fully in your life, you have to serve. You will never get to the heights of spiritual maturity that you're wanting to get to unless you serve the church. Now, Yes, it's good for you to serve civic organizations. I'm not saying don't do that. 
But spirituality comes from serving the church, not organizations like the Salvation Army or things like that. Spirituality comes when you serve with God's people, doing his work, doing his purpose, advancing his kingdom. And number three, where do you need to serve? Where? Because remember, I'm telling you, it's not a question of if, it's a question of when. What excuses are you making about serving today? So here's what we're going to do. I hope by now you've learned that I'm a pastor of action. I don't like to just talk about it. I like to do it. So here's what we're going to do. All the staff that's in here, we all go get along this back wall here. Please. Ready, set, go. They knew what we were doing, but they had no idea what I'm doing. And neither do I, but I'm going to figure it out while we're going on here, okay? Patty, go over here, please, ma'am. Teresa, yeah, go along over here. I, that way everybody has one place. Go ahead, Teresa. So, from the, from my right, I think it's still your right, maybe. doesn't matter. Over here in the blue and, and gray, this is Grant and Tina. Everybody say, hi, Grant and Tina. We've changed up some titles lately, so bear with me. They're over ministries. They used to be over outreach. They'll finish up, and now they're over ministries. So anything, youth, kids, men's, women's, anything. Amber's going to do worship over here. Go over here, Amber. Miss Patty, raise your hand. Miss Patty does kids. If you want to help with kids, yeah, she serves tirelessly back there does a great job she she's gonna have a, the biggest house in the kingdom of God I mean I'm not gonna you can argue that with me but you're gonna lose um, this is Miss Patty if you want to serve with kids she's your lady Amber Amber raise your hand Amber is one of our stellar worship singers uh, she is going to represent worship Teresa raise your hand Ken and Teresa they do uh, spiritual community so they are small groups first impressions coffee care caring for people when they have needs and stuff like that what am I forgetting meal trains greeters ushers blah 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 that's Teresa and Ken I don't say blah 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 okay Justin raise your hand Justin he does outreach Anything outreach, what also follows under him, follows, falls under him is public relations. So any announcement videos, graphic design, social media, advertising, things like that falls under Justin. So here's what I'm saying to you. Here's these line of people. I'll also have, I'll also be up here to pray for you. So if you have some prayer needs, and I think there'll be one more. I'm not sure who it is, but someone will be up here. Jerry. We'll be up here at the front. But here's what I want you to do. We're going to sing this song. And if you're not serving, I want you to go talk to one of these people that God is leading you to. One more time. Grant and Tina Ministries. Men's, women's, kids, youth, and a partridge in a pear tree. <laughs> Miss Patty, kids, Amber, worship, Teresa, spiritual community, assimilation, care, ushers, greeters, people, Justin, outreach. So I'm going to take a moment and I'm going to pray. 
And as I pray, I want you to ask the Lord, Lord, where, who do I need to go talk to? And let me say it to you this way. When you go to serve, you're not locked in forever. We want you to try it. If you're not good at it, we'll give you to somebody else. We want to send you to somebody else where you are good. We want to help you find the place that you best benefit this church. We're not going to hoard you to ourselves. We're going to put you to action. So let's pray. Lord Jesus, speak to us now. Lord, I know that there's many people in this church that are already serving. Lord, and I'm so thankful for them. Lord, they tirelessly serve their church and show up day in and day out ready to serve their church. So Lord, I pray today that you would just convict hearts. Lord, oftentimes it's very easy for us to make this this thing we do called church about us when really it's all about you. So Lord, I pray today as everybody sits in these seats, Lord, I pray that you would just tell them who they need to go serve, where they need to go serve. I pray that you would just show them who they need to go talk to. Lord, and I pray that you would just help them not to just sit there and sing the words. But Lord, that they would take the action that you're calling them to do today, which is to serve you and to serve your church. Lord, it's in Jesus' name we pray.